Hello, I'm Mary Colbert, and welcome to part two of Dr. Colbert's Divine Health Podcast in the Healthy Brain Zone. If you missed the first one, you need to watch it before you watch this one because it's so chock full of good information. But we're going to keep going because, Don, you're just, you're just well, full of information. Well, Mary, we didn't get to talk about the Alzheimer's gene. Okay, and this is so important because okay. realize that 25% of the population in the U.S. are positive for the Alzheimer's gene. If you have a single mutation in this gene, you stand a 30% risk of developing Alzheimer's. Now, I have a single mutation, so I'm following this program because this will protect my brain and it'll help protect your brain against Alzheimer's disease. If you have a double mutation or two copies of Alzheimer's gene, you stand a f greater than 50% risk of Alzheimer's and you really need to be listening to this. Now, I, I encourage all my patients, if they're having memory loss, there's two key tests that I do on these patients. I tell them we've got to do these. Number one, your homocysteine level, and number two, your APOE gene test. And the doctors, unfortunately, are not doing this, so you have to request this. You can also read my book, and on page 184, I have a list of all the tests I recommend. Now, again, I do a lot of testing. I don't have to do all of these tests, but I do key tests, and two of the most important is especially the APOE gene test. That is your Alzheimer's gene test and your homocysteine test. Now, talking about how to, uh, once you have the APOE gene, you have to realize you're at a much greater risk and there's certain things we need to do. First of all, if you have the gene, the Alzheimer's gene, you're more prone to have high cholesterol levels as well as increased risk of heart attack and stroke. So you have to lower your saturated fats, really important to less than 7% of your calorie intake. What is saturated fat? Saturated fats are found in high-fat dairy, like cheese and butter and cream and coconut oil and fried foods and fatty meats, like ribeyes and burgers and bacon and sausage and, um, you know, just all hot dogs and salami and bologna and pepperoni. You say, wait, I can never have these fats. Hold on. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you do eat a lot of cheese or a burger or a ribeye, or anything fried or coconut oil, and please don't cook with coconut oil, cook with avocado oil. These are high in saturated fats and take fiber, like our fiber zone, within an hour of having it, it'll bind the majority of those saturated fats. The more saturated fats you have, the higher your cholesterol goes, the more inflammation you'll have in your brain, and it'll speed up the development of Alzheimer's. You wanna limit the saturated fats. Number two, people with the Alzheimer's gene or more prone to have insulin resistance in the brain at an earlier age. What is insulin resistance of the brain? The brain cells are unable to take up glucose as well as they should. The brain is struggling for fuel. And I see this even in my teenage patients who have this gene. Wow. You may have a Nick son, Holbrook. a teenage son, who's having problems in school, they just can't remember. And lo and behold, mm. you do this test and you find out they have a single or double mutation of the Alzheimer's gene. And they call this type three diabetes Type now. three diabetes, wow. correct. So it's really important. If they have this, we wanna put them on my Beyond Keto diet is the healthiest diet for the brain, either the Mediterranean portion, but even better is the keto portion of the diet, the healthy keto, not the unhealthy keto diet that we hear about in so many uh, bodybuilders and people like that are doing this because it does help with weight loss, but this protects the brain. So again, also, if you do have uh, 
insulin resistance of the brain, prediabetes or insulin resistance, our Carbacyst, it's a supplement that is absolutely amazing, and here it is, right here. I'll let you hold that up, Mary, I know. But I put all my patients with prediabetes or diabetes on Carbacyst. It has nutrients that help with glucose metabolism and help, help to support healthy sugar levels. Why? It has berberine, it has uh, chromium, poly, polynicotinate, and alpha-lipoic acid, and uh, Ceylon cinnamon in it. All of these are wonderful for supporting healthy blood sugar levels as well as vanadyl sulfate. And it actually turns down the appetite a little bit. A lot of my patients tell me that, I swear Mary. that it actually kills their ability to want to be so hungry, so that's good. Now also, if you have the ApoE4 gene, and that's the Alzheimer's gene, you, are all, you have to realize that alcohol is your enemy. And so many people mm -hmm. I see, uh, especially at our condo, they mm -hmm. have to have their wine every night. They have their Wednesday wine down and all this, and they, try, they say, come to my Wednesday wine down. And I say, I don't drink alcohol. <laughs> and they say, why not? I says, I don't want to pick on my brain because if you have the gene, which I have the minor gene, and you drink alcohol, it literally pushes you toward Alzheimer's disease. And so, especially if you're 65 and over, you are, you're pushing yourself to be that part of the 50%. At age 85, they have Alzheimer's, and many of those will end up in a nursing home. You don't want to end up in a nursing home. Literally, the rest of your life, you're, it's over. It's over when you're in the nursing home. So again, alcohol is not your friend. The other thing is moderate head trauma with loss of consciousness or post-traumatic amnesia will double the average person's risk of of Alzheimer's disease, but if you have the Alzheimer's gene, the single or double mutation, it will increase your risk by tenfold. This is why it is so important if there's a positive family history of Alzheimer's and you have a child that wants to play football or mixed martial arts or soccer or um, lacrosse or high impact sports with head high potential for head injuries, you want to get the Alzheimer's gene test, the ApoE gene test, to see do you have, if your son or daughter has the ApoE gene, you want non-contact sports that will not predispose them to brain injuries. You don't want to put them in motocross or, or uh, things like that or, or mm -hmm. boxing and things like that because you're pushing them toward Alzheimer's disease. There's too many other sports and athletic events you can do. Track that, and field, yeah, absolutely. Track and field, Swimming, yep. tennis, absolutely. Yep. And even, uh, got to be careful with baseball. Basketball is supposed to be non-contact. It is for the most part. So again, choose sports that are not uh, a high risk for uh, brain injury concussion. That's where it pushes you toward Alzheimer's. Now, I want to talk now about the you know, 10 dementogens, Mary, because in my book, I list 10 key dementogens, but I want to go over just a few especially important ones that so many people don't realize they're pushing their brains toward dementia by consuming these products. Okay, what Don, when Don says this, it's like, you know, they have carcinogens. Yeah, a carcinogen is a substance that causes cancer. A dementogen is a substance or chemical that can cause dementia. So, so now it's very you can similar. understand, yes. Now, one of the most common we see is mercury. And mm -hmm. the two most common ways where people get mercury in their, in their bodies is number one, through silver fillings. You say, silver fillings, how's, how's that mercury? Well, approximately 55% of the material in a silver filling is mercury. And every an time you chew something hot or cold, 
and you grind, that mercury vapor is being released yes. to your brain. And what they've shown is the average mercury filling yeah. uh, releases about one microgram of mercury is... per day. And back in the 90s, they did studies on sheep, and they put uh, 12 amalgam fillings in the sheep, and then they saw where the mercury went after one and two months. And the majority of the mercury actually went to the sheep's kidney. And wow. the kidneys were compromised, and the kidneys functioned at, at about half the efficiency after 12 amalgam fillings were put in the sheep. Now we know that the mercury also migrates to fatty compartments in the body, including the brain. And what mercury does to the brain, it creates the same beta amyloid and tangles that Alzheimer's produces. Wow. So wow. again, the mercury fillings, now don't run out and get all of these fillings out. i tell you what to do if you have these. Once you've had fillings for about 25 years, the majority of the mercury is already out. It's already in your brain. So, no, it's in your kidneys and throughout your body. Okay, wait wanted, So if, if that's the case, well, we, use, we need to talk why, about our glutathione. Yes, and this, so again, what we do, we have some key nutrients that will help Pull. to pull mercury out. One is infrared sauna, and people have access to infrared saunas at some health clubs, and they have, you can get them at Sam's now, an infrared sauna. We have one at our house, which we, we use right. and use and especially. This, this product, the glutathione, you spray it four well, this times. This is a special kind of glutathione. It's a nano-sized glutathione. So the I majority do this every of this, day. The majority of this is absorbed just as you spray it in your mouth. Four pumps mm -hmm. in the morning, four in the evening. Mm -hmm. And the glutathione is the master detoxifier, and it binds metals and chemicals in the body and it helps to flush them out of the system. And it's not too bad tasting. It's really not. It's not gaggy. It's, you can do this. It's but, got a raspberry but flavor. But if someone has had lots of mercury, they may want to do a six-hour mercury, six-hour urine for toxic metals and see how much mercury they have in their urine. Measure there's chelating it. agents they can use to get rid of mercury. There's DMSA, there's DMPS, there's alpha-lipoic acid. But my favorite and the mildest is just glutathione. There's different glutathiones. I like the nano glutathione because it's a nano size that works really good. But there's other glutathione right, products, Right. This too. is brand new. This nano is brand new. So we're most excited about it because the technology of it is so new. And it goes right into your bloodstream, which is really, really huge. You, you know, any supplements that you take has to go through your stomach, break it down for it to get in. This bypasses that, so that's pretty cool. Now let's talk about some of the fish that are high in mercury because most people don't realize it and so many people are out eating fish a few times a week because they say, oh, fish is so good for me and it's so lean and so I'm, but they're getting lots of mercury. And so many of my patients, uh, when I check mercury levels on them, they're off the chart, and I say, you're eating fish, aren't you? Yeah, three days a week mm -hmm. I'm eating fish. What kind of fish? Well, these are the fish that are high in mercury. Shark is always high in mercury. Avoid shark like crazy. Mm -hmm. Swordfish, marlin, orange ruffy, king mackerel, tilefish, and big-eye tuna, but also ahi tuna, any kind of tuna. The only tuna that's low in mercury is tongle tuna that you get from the health food store. It's baby tuna. So I personally don't, I rarely eat tuna because it's high in mercury. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, there's smaller fish that are much, that are real low in mercury. And these include uh, wild salmon, wild mackerel, not king mackerel, that's high in mercury, anchovies, sardines, and herring. But other fish that are low in mercury are flounder, cod, tilapia, trout, and uh, always choose wild fish instead of farm-raised. And so many people are choosing farm-raised fish. 
Why? Because wild fish doesn't contain the toxins, the antibiotics, the chemicals, uh, as well as the uh, pesticides. Realize farm-raised fish are raised in pens in the sea. They're highly crowded. They're given tremendous amounts of pesticides because they have sea lice problems, sea lice. So they give pesticides oh. for sea lice and they still get sea lice. They give them tons of antibiotics. There's all this fish poop around that they're getting ingested. You know what, it was amazing to me to learn is about salmon. The salmon that is farm raised, mm -hmm. the color is white and they have to give it a pill. The, yes, a dye to dye, to dye it, it pink but it's for so, the stores yes. and stuff. And farm raised like, fish yeah. is so much less in nutrients, especially yeah. the powerful DHA, yeah. which is the powerful omega-3 that protects the brain. It doesn't have the amounts that the, that the wild salmon will have and the wild right, fish has. Right. Also, these um, farm-raised fish are high in PCBs and dioxins. These are chemicals that have been banned since 1979, and they were used in the transformer industry, and wow. yet they caused all kinds of problems in animals. And uh, what they found in fish is uh, that PCBs, or excuse me, not fish, but in animals, they found that they are linked to cardiovascular disease. PCBs are linked to liver and bile duct cancer, whereas dioxins are linked to multiple myeloma as well as prostate cancer and lung cancer. Where are these dioxins coming They from? are in farm-raised fish. They're okay, also in meats and dairy. Because it's in the water? It's in, yes, but they're all, they're ubiquitous. And they, they are stored in the fatty compartments in fish, in dairy products, and meat fatty meats. And so when you're eating a lot, and then that's why a healthy, the unhealthy keto has lots of steak, lots of uh, fish, and most many people eat the farm-raised fish, and lots of dairy, high-fat dairy, contain these toxins that are associated with mm. cancers as well as all kinds of horrible side effects. Mm. So we want to minimize, we want to avoid those if at all possible. And if you, if you eat these, you know what helps to get rid of the dioxins and the PCBs? Glutathione. Oh, well, glutathione is absolutely wonderful. But now, I don't recommend eating many of those. I'd avoid. I avoid them. That's why I don't eat farm-raised fish because, especially of those dioxins and PCBs in farm-raised fish, mm. those are toxic fish. Okay. Now, uh, as far as can I talk about some of our products sure, real quick absolutely. for the people that are watching? If you, they're not familiar, Beyond Keto, the book, you need to get a hold of this book and go to our website, drcolbert.com. Uh, and get a hold of or Amazon or wherever books are sold. You want to follow this program. It's the it's a, this you can live on. Keto short term is good to lose weight, but then you want to switch over to the lifestyle. That's forever. a healthy keto and yes. or Mediterranean. Both are very good for we the brain. We call this the reversing Alzheimer's diet. Yes, <laughs> it's so good and it's so healthy. Don's book. What we're talking about today is the Healthy Brain Zone. You need to get a hold of it um, because there's just too much information we're not going to be able to cover here today. Um, now, the three products, we call it the Healthy Brain Zone uh, package. Well, package? Yeah. <laughs> and they can just start with Brain yeah. Zone Basic. That's yeah. the most, probably the most important of all three. That's the most important. Because okay. that lowers homocysteine. And invariably, the majority of my patients have high, high homocysteine levels. Now, what causes high homocysteine? Just eating the standard American diet, not having enough oh. of the active forms of the B vitamins. Okay. Especially about 40% of the population have a mutation in the MTHFR gene. Okay. And they need the active forms of the B vitamins. Active form. Yes, and we have and the active. And not all Bs are active. No, they aren't. 
Okay. But it also contains trimethylglycine that lowers homocysteine. Okay. It has the active forms, like I say, and it has the turmeric or curcumin that binds the beta amyloid. So and it's it, orange. Well, it's it's orange, yes, because of the curcumin. It's because a, of the curcumin. So it's normal when you open the inside of the container is all orange because of all the orange capsules. That's totally normal. So, um, but we take this every day. And then the basic, I Well, mean, that's the basic. Then the, the advanced basic. contains the, advanced. the uh, 7,9-dihydroxyflavone that helps to boost brain-derived neurotrophic factor and the low-dose lithium and the lion's mane mushroom and acetylcholine that helps to boost acetylcholine levels that help, again, it helps charge the brain. You it know what a, he's done? Don has gone and he has taken the time to research all these things that are healthy for the brain, for healing of the brain, to protect the brain, and he's made it real simple in three products. So you don't have to have 20, you know, or 30 pills that you're having to pop. Right. This is a powder and it tastes amazing. This tastes amazing. It was too sweet, and that's for focus but now it tastes and attention. Perfect. It really helps my, my patients with their alertness and their ability to focus. So many people get so tired in the afternoon. This does not have sugar in it. It has D-ribose that tastes just like sugar, but it, little, it helps the brain to focus, as well as green tea extract, as well as uh, it has alpha GPC, which helps, to, again, to boost acetylcholine. So it's amazing for focusing and helping patients' attention. So Don's taken the thought out for you so that you can do it. It's easy. It's simple. Go to our website, drcolbert.com. When you become a partner with Divine Health, you're enabling us to be able to do this. We want to, we have a mission. We want to do, Don wants to cover every disease he's ever treated and had to deal with as a practicing physician now for over 30 years. And so we want to put it out there for the world to learn what to take, how much to do, where to get the blood tests or the supplements or whatever it is that you need. We want to get this information out there free so that people around the world can get the answer. And you help us, we wanna heal people one person at a time, and I think we can do this through this podcast. So we thank you for helping us by being a partner with Divine Health. Now we're talking about dementogens. One that very few people know about are, are mold toxins, Mary. 25% of the population do not have the genetic ability to bind the mold toxin with an antibody and to excrete it from the body. So these mold toxins build up in their bodies and in their brain and unleash chronic inflammation, which literally starts to destroy the memory. They get terrible brain fog. I see this in young patients. I see that in patients in their, in their 20s and 30s, even in their teens, if they have this genetic glitch. And literally one quarter of the popula population has this. If they're exposed to water damaged buildings from storms, leaks in the roof, uh, leaks in pipes in your home, leaks from sprinklers coming through the wall, any kind of water damage, literally the mold toxins will continue to grow in that particle board or drywall and this unleashes tremendous inflammation in these patients. Here are the symptoms, just list of the symptoms it causes. They create usually these ice pick like headache pains, like someone stabbing you with an ice pick through your brain. They also have vibrations and pulsating sensations and electric shock sensations that run up and down their spine or tingling in different areas of their body. They have excessive thirst, excessive urination, 
Also irritable bowel syndromes. They have uh, abdominal bloating and cramps and diarrhea and or constipation, uh, as well as they have uh, just muscle aches and pains. And a lot of times it's almost like fibromyalgia. Many of these are diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. And many are diagnosed with um, MS type symptoms or pseudo seizures. But it's this mold toxins. If you have these symptoms, please read chapter seven in my book, The Brain Zone. It tells you about this and what you can do about it, what tests you can have done. I list a battery of tests to confirm if you have it. These are tests that most doctors know nothing about. We check like transforming growth factor beta one as well as C4A complement levels and other tests. And so again, these are important. And then find a doctor who knows how to treat these conditions. You have to bind these mold toxins in the gut. First, you gotta get out of the mold infested area. Move to mm -hmm. a different area or get to a different place where you're away from mold toxins. Have a special air filter that'll filter out the mold toxins. And then take binding agents that'll bind them, such as cholestyramine, which binds these mold toxins. Or find a doctor who knows how to treat this. And I talk about it in my book in mm -hmm. chapter seven, like a shoemaker doctor who's been trained by Dr. Shoemaker, who mm -hmm. really, these patients uh, or these type doctors have really gone in depth on how to remove mold from the body. So it's extremely important. That's a dementia. Another dementia gen that most people don't know about are anticholinergic meds. Mary, I am shocked at how many patients come now in my office. that's a mouthful, Don. Anticholinergic anti meds are meds <laughs> that uh, can include allergy meds. Okay like uh, for allergies, seasonal allergies, as well as irritable bowel meds. Like So let's just go over some of the most common. Okay. Anticholinergics literally inhibit acetylcholine, the major memory neurotransmitter of the brain. You are blocking your memory nutrient oh in the brain, my, neurotransmitter. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? I now, hope they hear this. Now, many antihistamines or some antihistamines have powerful anticholinergic actions such as Benadryl. Now, the, the stats are this. Anyone that's 65 or older that has been on one of these anticholinergic meds for three years or longer stands a 54% greater risk of developing Alzheimer's disease. Is that nuts? Now, I know everybody who's watching saying, okay, wait a minute. Why didn't my doctor they tell me this? this? They, they don't, don't know. know. This is new information. Oh, but boy. But let's just go through a few okay. meds, okay? All right, okay. Let's just take the allergy meds that are commonly used to treat allergies. Well, Benadryl, which is diphenhydramine, has powerful anticholinergic action. It is inhibiting your acetylcholine, that is your main memory nutrient. Wow. You're pushing your brain toward Alzheimer's. Key. Also, Atarax, which is uh, another uh, common antihistamines that many doctors prescribe. You say, well, what can I use? You can use Zyrtec or you can use um, Allegra. This or, is a big allergy season right, right now, so I'm sure exactly. people. But you know what I like best? I like our healthy sinus allergy formula. Oh, sure. I travel with it. I take four, because I, I we love get it around That's the what molds, I take. we get around all the different environments as we travel. Boom, boom, I take four, boom, it turns it right Right, so off. I choose the natural yeah. um, product, which is our, our healthy sinus formula, or you can choose Zyrtec or Allegra or Claritin and that don't have anticholinergic. And send you into Alzheimer's right. world. Those are fine, <laughs> correct. Another class of meds that do it are antidepressants uh, that have wow. anticholinergic action, wow. such as Paxil. I just, last week, took a lady off Paxil and put her on one that does not cause, uh, that does not have anticholinergic action as well as Sinequan and Elevil, 
Uh, so we want to get on something else, Lexapro. Okay. All right, for so, the sake so, of those watching right now, Don, this is really important that when you go to see your doctor, you want to make sure that the med that you're requesting or he's going to re put you on is not a anti- Cholinergic. They don't know this. You have to read the book. That does not have excessive anticholinergic properties. Cholinergic? These, these block <laughs> acetylcholine All right. that is the memory neurotransmitter. So Gotta in other words, this. I'm going to go through it real okay. quick. Okay. The main GI meds that do this, like for irritable bowel, Librax and Bentor or dicyclamine, those are anticholinergics. You want something besides that. If you're on that long term, it can push your brain toward Alzheimer's. Also, uh, meds for diarrhea like Lomotol or Imodium or the generic varieties of those meds are anticholinergic. Muscle relaxants include Robaxin and Flexeril or Methylcarbinol. These are powerful anticholinergics that push your brain toward Alzheimer's. As well as uh, schizophrenia meds. These are major. Haldol, Zyprexa, Seroquel. Wow. These are powerful anticholinergic meds. And that's why many schizophrenics, I believe, eventually develop dementia. And then motion sickness meds like Anavert, Bonine, uh, meclizine. If you use this long term, this can push your brain toward Alzheimer's. Powerful anticholinergic and analgesics like tramadol, Ultram, Demerol. These have powerful anticholinergic actions. See, so these are dementogens, and it's important if you're on these. You're 65 or older. Have been on for three years. Mm. You stand a 54% greater chance of developing dementia. Oh my! Now, this is others huge. real important that we need to talk about because running out of time is marijuana, Mary. Yeah. We are seeing so many people on marijuana now. It's just crazy. Tell Many them states. why the marijuana has become so bad. Well, first of all, the marijuana, the THC content is increasing. Before 1990, the THC content of marijuana was about 2%. In, in 2017, the average marijuana content is between 17 and 28%. And now many new THC products like the THC oil gummies and the THC oil dabs have as much as 95% THC. And why that is so bad for the brain? Well, because THC, long-term, when you're on high amounts of THC, long-term, high amounts, it literally will cause, uh, eventually, it results in reduced hippocampal uh, volumes, which means you're shrinking your hippocampus where Alzheimer's starts. That's your short-term memory center that communicates with your cerebral cortex or prefrontal cortex to put, encode your memories in long-term storage. You're shrinking your short-term memory centers, and also it causes significantly worse performance on verbal learning. So again, Well, you can see that with people. I know when I'm talking with someone that smokes pot or they're on, you know, they do it regular, they, they just are dumb-sounding. They just sound dumb. They just can't articulate very well, and right. they're just slow, and and this is like young. I know. So I can't imagine well, what's going to happen. It's the to dumbing down of America. It also increases the risk of schizophrenia, wow. and it's just again, there's other things. There's other things that we're eating daily or drinking. It can be NutraSweet or aspartame, which converts into formaldehyde and formic acid, which damages the brain. It can be trans fats from brownies and microwave popcorn and cake icing and cookies. Well, you go into all of this right. in the book, all But of one of the worst, things. I got to just mention okay. this last thing, chronic infections, Mary, fever blisters. Fever blisters, chronic fever blisters literally causes the brain to produce beta amyloid. That is so weird. And so a wow. simple thing we can do to prevent fever blisters is just take L-lysine, 1,000 milligrams a day, 500 milligrams, two a day, 
That's it. We'll help so prevent the, them. The fever blisters is kind of an indication your brain. Fever? No, fever blisters cause the body to produce more inflammation, okay. and that inflammation translates in the brain into beta amyloid. Your because brain is your, producing. Your amyloid. lips are inflamed. It well, it's inflammation. It. And then okay. that literally, that'll affect the brain eventually. Long-term wow. fever blisters can eventually affect the brain and cause excessive production of beta amyloid. Gee. And so again, not just fever blisters, gingivitis, chronic bronchitis, chronic sinusitis, Lyme wow. disease, any chronic infection, even long COVID. And so I have the natural alternative to actually help the brain and the body fight these infections so that they do not create beta amyloid that's choking the brain and downsizing the brain. Can I tell you, God has an answer. Amen. God has an answer for every disease. He does. And there's a scripture that says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Amen. We want to bring you the knowledge so you aren't destroyed, so that you can be empowered with what to do. If you sit back and wait for your doctor to tell you things. They don't know this. They, and, won't tell I mean, they, they don't know it. <laughs> folks, you have to own your own body. You've got to be aggressive in learning and finding Not out Not just answers learning, but doing. You've got doing. to implement this in your lifestyle, right, in your but diet. It, my point is, if you sit back and wait for someone to tell you, yeah. Especially if you're in that 60, 65 age group. Now. Again, after 65, we st uh, 65, we stand a 5% risk of Alzheimer's. At 85, it's a 50%, it's a flip of the coin. And so again, it's critical wow. you start now and start these programs now and the dietary program. We're gonna talk about lifestyle this next program. This next, but tell them about, the next program is the most important right, of the three. Exactly. It tells us now we're going to we put it you all together. I'm going to empower you. You don't want exactly. to miss part three because it's amazing. So go to Dr. Colbert.com, get your brain kit. You need to get this brain kit. The brain zone kit. That's Thank it. Thank you.